0: Welcome to The Viking Diaries, Episode 2. You join us as our hapless fool finds himself in another sticky situation. He needs assistance from The Help Desk, which is provided through his monthly subscription to an online adult sex toy manufacturer's platform. You dear listener are overhearing just one side of a telephone conversation between our hero, the customer, and the help desk of a fictitious company that just happens to make interactive adult sex toys. These toys use an app to connect to the internet to allow control from anywhere in the world, but it also provides a method for the help desk to establish and locate to their customers if they run into trouble and hit the panic button. One of the special services they provide is a 24-hour emergency helpline which their advertising describes as... One-on-one assistance for any personal issue, trouble or concern you may be experiencing. All for a modest additional monthly premium. The Viking Diaries, Episode 2, The Book Reading Hello, is that the Vibrations Interactive Help Desk? Yes, it's Horned Viking again, I need a bit of... button No... Not stone stipend, horned Viking, like a chap with a hard helmet, well, yes, actually, but why do you need to know if I've got the horn? Oh, the helmet, ah, okay, sorry, got you, no, 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 it's just a name, just my name. What's the problem this time? Look, pal. I pay my subscriptions and your service agreement doesn't say anything about any limitations on the number of calls I can make to you. So are you prepared to help me or not? Thank you. Right, well, it is pretty embarrassing. You see, my agent was asked if I would do a bit of charitable work. Uh, yes, I'm an actor. An actor. A lovey. A board-treader, a ham, a former third-rate tragic purveyor of Shakespearean oratory, a vesbian... What? No, we did that joke in episode one. I don't think we should do it again. So, my agent, Miss Grabby Machere, was asked if I would do a book reading of my new children's book at the local hospital. The idea, I think, to raise some funds for some research. I don't know. And since the Midsummer Night's Dream's nightmare at the hotel, work has become, shall we say, sparse. So, I have been filling my time, doing the odd temporary job, and I started working on a series of kids' books. I thought it wouldn't do my book sales or my public profile any harm to be seen to be doing something nice for charity. So, this morning, I toddled down to the hospital, only to be met by a lovely little nurse called Helen. She's not so much a Helen of Troy, more a Helen... Oh, boy. So, Helen's a nurse. She works with the chief surgeon, and they're the people who've arranged this event, I think. My reading is aimed at the children who are in hospital and missing their mummies and daddies. The reading is being held in the hospital's lecture theatre, which Helen has told me has a state-of-the-art audio-visual system. Now, they can use that to show the event across the whole hospital campus, apparently. My book is released on Saturday, and I could do with the sales, but I'm also hoping to get some fairly good reviews from doing this performance. Now, my agent, has been a bit of a pain, and has insisted that I change some of the wording to suit the American market. Some of the states just do not understand the terms in the book. It's basic English, but they can't get it. I did have to stand my ground on the title though, and managed to keep the original, which is Ashley's playful donkey. The visuals, however, are another story. My agent contracted that out to... I don't know if it's one of their friends, but I'm really not happy with them. It's just too late to change them. I think my agent has given it to someone with a gammy eye who's used a box of blunt crayons after drinking two litres of strong vodka to make the pictures. Their kaleidoscopic palette of sickening colours is going to be presented to screens while I narrate the text. On the walk to the theatre, Helen told me that she has always been a fan of my work, and I was really thrilled. She's a sexy little nurse indeed, beautifully proportioned, with an ass that moves like two piglets having a slow fight in a flower sack. How delightful. Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, so it seems the surgeon, Portia, who's the one who dreamt all this stuff up, specialises in tummy tucks. She has developed a revolutionary technique where there is absolutely no bleeding during surgery, even if she were to remove a pound of flesh. The medical profession are going bananas over it. Well, Helen shows me to the changing room. Oh, that's a loose term. It's more like a converted cupboard really. It's got a table, a chair, a desk, a shower, um, but they had provided some snacks and drinks. Helen pointed out that the room had suffered a little damage recently but she assured me that the hole in the wall was nothing to worry about and no one had access to the adjoining room and anyway it's a small hole she said. Just before Helen left I asked her if she would be interested in going out for dinner with me because those panty hogs really need taming I thought. So I suggested we could go to the new Asian-German fusion restaurant. Yeah, that's the one, the sweet and sour kraut. It's right next door to the half-stringed bazooki, that Greek weird place. Yeah, I've heard great reports of it too, especially their signature dish of noodles and mushrooms. It's called the sensible and sensitive shiitake, I think. Well, the paparazzi, they're always hanging around outside this place as it's the hot new ticket. And I could do with the publicity right now. I figured having a pretty little girl on my arm would be just the thing to attract Mr Dirty Pentax's attention and that could be the restart of my career. Yes, I am getting to that bit. Well, you see, a few minutes ago, I decided that really I ought to think about getting changed and do a quick read through of the book. So I took off my jeans, hung them over the back of the chair but as I turned to get my suit out of the case, what do I see? Only two fingers beckoning me from a hole in the wall. "Hallo," A peeping Tamara, I thought. So I leaned down to see who was being such a naughty Nora. Well, her fingers just waggled silently back and forth giving me a strict rebuke. I know! Bloody cheeky moo, I thought. Well. If you want to have a peek at my Mr. Happy, I'm going to give you a damn show. So with that, I did no more than drop my boxers and stick Dr. Pecker through the hole. Yes, I damn well did! Well, bugger me if I don't get a lovely stroke down my length, followed by a grip at the base, and that wasn't the end of it. I suddenly felt this warm, sucking sensation right there on my British policeman's helmet. She was blowing my trumpet, and my mind if I'm being honest. Yes, I am getting to that bit. So, the pressure is building, my tip is throbbing like a little beauty, and just when I'm at the peak, just about to deliver the chef's special sauce, BAM! She stops. No, seriously, she left me on the edge, high and dry, Not so much as have a nice day, no happy ending or the issuing of discharge papers, nothing. Just the sound of her high heeled shoes clicking across the floor in the room behind the wall and then the damn door closing. But I noticed the grip on my cock was still really tight and I was at full mast. I still am. I tried to pull my knob out but it was trapped. What had felt like fingers a few minutes earlier was now feeling like a steel band or a bulky cock ring. The bloody thing is so tight, I just cannot lose my erection. There is no way for me to get out of this hole, so I need your help. And I need it quickly, as I'm supposed to be performing in about 40 minutes. Can you send someone here and please make sure they've got some tools to get whatever this thing is off my member? Okay. Thank you. I really do appreciate your help. Um, Would you mind staying on the phone a while while I do my rehearsal? You'll give me an audience, and I always perform better with that. If you hear any mistakes or have constructive criticism, please feel free to chip in. Brilliant. Thanks for the help. Okay, let me get started. Are you sitting comfortably? Okay, good. Then I'll begin. Ashley's Playful Donkey by Horned Viking Ashley has a little donkey. She likes it very much. It has a swishy tail that Ashley likes to touch. The men of the town, they like Ashley's donkey too. They look and stare as it sachets way on through. Ashley loves her donkey and strokes it every day. See Ashley looking over her shoulder while patting her ass. When the weather's good, Ashley likes to play with her donkey out in the field behind the school. Imagine Ashley's ass radiant in the sun. Sometimes Ashley lets her friends play with her little ass. She lets them stroke and play all day, but only when they're nice. Do you have special friends too? Do you let your friends play with your favourite toys? Do they let you play with theirs? But some of the boys play rough sometimes just too rough. Occasionally Ashley shouts, enough is enough. See Ashley with wide open eyes. She doesn't like that kind of surprise. Ashley has a friend called Jensen. Jensen is a nice boy. He admires Ashley's ass very much and likes to give her ass a stroke, especially after lunch. Jensen thinks it's nice and firm, round, soft and warm, and after touching Ashley's ass, he always cleans his hands. Sometimes, Ashley thinks Jensen likes her ass just a bit too much. Imagine Jensen sneakily licking and sucking his fingers. Jensen has a big brother. He's called Billy. Billy is not nice. Billy is a bully. We don't like bullies, do we, boys and girls? No. Ashley does not want Billy to touch her ass because she thinks Billy is foul, which is quite a coincidence as Billy does have a pet cockerel. Billy calls his pet Richard, which he has shortened to Dick, like little Dicky Branson. Billy's dick is fat, red and angry looking with a purple head. Most of the girls are scared of Billy's pet. They don't like it when it rears its ugly head. Billy, he just laughs and lets it flap about. Most days, Billy can be found hanging around the field because Billy likes to play at being a cowboy. Just Google local plumber for pictures. Imagine Billy with a rope lasso over his shoulder and a sack of peanuts in his hand. But Billy is not nice to pets. Billy is cruel. Billy uses the lasso to tie Ashley's ass to a post in a quiet corner of the field. Just imagine Ashley's ass in a tight rope harness while Billy tries to stuff his big red cock into her ass. Ashley's ass is wiggling, but it cannot get away. Jensen sees Billy and is angry about what Billy is doing today. Jensen rushes over and pulls Billy's big red cock out of Ashley's ass. In the struggle, Billy's bag of nuts gets squashed and Billy runs home crying to his mummy. Just imagine Billy holding his crushed nutsack, hopping up and down with tears in his eyes. Ashley is so grateful to Jensen that she lets him ride her ass for the rest of the afternoon. Jensen likes riding Ashley's ass. See the big silly smile on Jensen's face. And what of Billy's cock, you ask? Wow. It was so traumatized that it never reared up again. Eventually it became gray and withered and just dribbled all the day. So the lesson is, children, be nice to your cocks and asses, and they will be nice to you." The end. So was that okay? Did it sound right? Great. Okay. Thank you. Um, how long till help arrives? I can hear the children being shown into the lecture theatre, and uh, I think the film crew are going to be here any minute, and I really don't want to be found like this. Okay. That's great. I just don't want to screw this up. I really need the money from the book sales after the last debacle we had. What's the next book? Oh, right, yeah, well, it's about a boy called Trevor and he has a pet python that he sneaks into school in his pants. It's called Trevor's Big Fat Trouser Snake. Oh, hold on, I think I can hear my rescuer next door. Great, thank you so much for the help. I will try not to get into these scrapes in future, but I cannot promise. You have been listening to an original recording of an episode of the Viking Diaries written and narrated by the author. All characters are fictitious and any resemblance to people living or dead is purely coincidental. All rights reserved 2023. No part of this audio recording may be reproduced or distributed in any form without written prior permission from the author with the exception of non-commercial uses permitted by copyright law.